Joe Biden is finally coming to South Florida to check out the devastation left behind by Hurricane Ian. I can't wait to hear him regale us with his tales of growing up as a Cuban migrant politically or how he basically grew up as a retired Jewish person playing pinochle and shuffleboard with his friends. Oi! What, what is up? What is up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Uh, I'm so glad you decided to join us. Listen, one thing I wanted to kick off with today was I wanted to share with you an email I got from John Fetterwoman. And it wasn't a direct email. I'm like, doesn't, he doesn't write to me directly. But what I do is I always find it helpful whenever there's a campaign, presidential, senatorial, gubernatorial, uh, representative, anything at all. What I like to do is I like to follow the candidate's email uh, blast. You know, they're always asking for money. They're begging for money. They're looking for handouts. They want you to know how things are going with the race. And it's, to me, the clearest sign that uh, that you can get as to how the race is going. And for example, if somebody is on an email list, and it could be somebody like me who has no intention of ever giving these people money, but just wants to kind of keep tabs on them, that's one thing. But the majority of folks who get onto John Fetterman's email list or Joe Biden's email list or Beto O'Rourke, I mean, any candidate for, for president or any political office, really, those are folks who are interested in that candidate, have met with that candidate, support what that candidate supports, and maybe at one time have considered giving that person money. Maybe they went to their website, bought a hat or a button or in John Fetterman's case, maybe a hoodie. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's all you can get on the John Fetterman campaign website. All you can get are hoodies and tattoos. Uh, you can get a, a big black rectangular tattoos that are temporary and then hoodies. And then you can run around and be John Fetterman for Halloween. Wait a minute. I just had a great idea for a Halloween costume. How long how long is it going to take me to grab a to grow a soul patch? You know, or a, what do they call it? The flavor saver. How long? I'm, I'm going to start now. Anyway. Uh, back to the email. So I got this email from John Fetterman's campaign, and I really think it tells you, A, a lot about the kind of person John Fetterman is, B, a lot about the kind of person that votes for John Fetterman, and C, uh, a lot about where John Fetterman's campaign is, which right now, if you believe the polls, is not in a very good spot. He blew like a nine or 10 point lead. This dude had a nine or 10 point lead over Dr. Oz. And now they're about neck and neck. I think I saw a couple of polls yesterday where John Fetterman led by one or two. A couple of other polls are saying it's a toss up. It all depends now on voter turnout and whether or not Dr. Oz can drag people to the polls and get those votes uh, before it's all too late. So anyway, here's the letter from John Fetterman uh, that I got on my email. There is there's John Fetterman, John Fetterwoman. And it says, oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Sorry. The email subject is screw it. I kid you not. It's not even capitalized. It's all lowercase. And it says to Mark K from John Fetterman. And the subject line is screw it. No exclamation points, no capital letters, just screw it. Um, and then underneath this really menacing picture of him looking a little wonky, it says, Mark, my team might not approve, but I'll just say it. I'm getting a little tired of asking for donations all the time. And he actually put like, there's like 500 eyes. In the little, I know. And also I'd like to keep in mind while I read this as him, I know he didn't write this. The guy can barely speak, let alone write. So I know this is a campaign staffer. This is some marketing guru who thinks that the best way to reach the Pennsylvania voter, the best way to get money out of the pockets of his constituents uh, in Pennsylvania is to treat them like, you know, like treat it like a friendly little email, like screw it. I'm getting a little tired of asking for donations all the time, but he goes on. We have less than six weeks to ensure 
that, wait, oh, we have less than six weeks to ensure and I defeat Dr. Freakin' Oz. Now that's the actual statement. I don't know, maybe he did write this, actually, now, now that I read it. Now that I read it, I take that back. We have less than six weeks to ensure and I defeat Dr. Freakin' Oz. I think that could be John Fetterman's actual words. Um, and our race could literally make or break our Democratic Senate majority. Now, let's stop right there because the Democrats like to tell you they have a majority in the Senate. They do not. It is evenly split. 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans. Well, I guess the Democrats would be on the left. So 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans. The tie-breaking vote comes from Kamala Harris. But they want you to think they have this massive majority. They want you to think that the Senate is just in totally in control um, by the Democrat Party. And it's not. One vote either way, and they are, they are well, as he wrote it, screwed. Um, so anyway, let me continue. We have less than six weeks to ensure and I defeat Dr. Freakin' Oz, and our race could literally make or break our Democratic Senate majority. So screw it. We're not going to take a single day off. And I'm hoping you'll stick with us. We can't let Dr. Oz win. Not when Senate Republicans are trying to pass a national abortion ban. So I'm asking today if you'll pitch in a few dollars. Seriously, whatever you can afford. Split between me and Seth Moulton so we can hit our big end of month goal. Now, a couple of things you need to know about this. Number one is that any donation you make to John Fetterman is going to be split between him and Seth Moulton because they are now, I guess, running together or they could only afford, they could only afford one, you know, I don't know, PayPal account, whatever it is. They just, they're trying to split the money. They're trying to make sure they're trying to bank off of each other. John Fetterman, I think probably has the bigger name and the bigger list. And so Seth Moulton's trying to grab some of that cash. The second thing is they're using an interesting tactic. The uh, Republican threat of a national abortion ban. They're using this as a way to get money to attack Dr. Freakin' Oz. Now, I don't know how much you know about Dr. Oz. I don't know if you know about his background, but Dr. Oz is not a super conservative guy. Dr. Oz is not the hardcore conservative candidate that a lot of people really wanted. Dr. Oz is not somebody that you would consider a MAGA Republican, a constitutional conservative, a super Christian fundamentalist. He's not the kind of guy that would want to ban abortion. Also, he's a quote unquote doctor. So as being a quote unquote doctor, national abortion bans are not going to be his thing. Deep down in the past, he's had he's flip flopped on abortion. He's not going to be the kind of guy that stands up, especially representing a state, the a state like Pennsylvania and saying, I'm going to vote for a national abortion ban. And the reason this is coming up is because Lindsey Graham, who, let's face it, can do no right. <laughs> you want to talk about, man, I'll, we'll talk about Lin Lindsey Graham's a whole other podcast. But I'll tell you right now, Lindsey Graham, this guy came out about a week or two ago, probably two weeks ago, and he proposed, he's like, I'd like to propose. Hi, I'm Lindsey Graham. And just before the midterm elections where Republicans are vying for every seat in the House and the Senate, I think it would be a good idea to take the abortion issue, which is an issue that Republicans don't really want to get into, an issue that the Democrats have manufactured when they leaked the Roe v. Wade decision. I'm Lindsey Graham, and I think that I think that abortion, which is not even one of the biggest problems facing America right now, not as bad as immigration, not as bad as inflation, not as bad as gas prices, not as bad as crime. I'm Lindsey Graham, who I could be carjacked any day of the week if I go to Washington, D.C. and I'm walking around. 
crime's running rampant. But you know what I think we should concentrate on right now is a national abortion ban, which could sink a lot of Republican candidates going into the midterms. So he, so he goes out there and he proposes it. I really think Lindsey Graham wants to be part of the minority. I think he likes it. I think he doesn't actually want power. I think Lindsey Graham likes to go to the Senate every day as a minority can or as a minority senator, a sen- a senator not in the, I mean, again, 50-50, but you know, with the Kamala Harris split, I think he likes to be in the minority because then he can go in there and he can yell and scream and say whatever he wants and vote however he wants, knowing none of it's going to happen, knowing that he can just go back to South Carolina and say, well, I tried my best. I did everything I was supposed to do, but in the end, they just had too many votes, so they voted us out. If Let's, I mean, because let's paint the other picture. If Lindsey Graham actually were in the majority, if the Republicans were in the majority and Lindsey Graham proposed an abortion ban and then it passed, he'd have to go, he'd be under fire, number one, he'd get attacked in airports again, and then he'd have to answer for it when he ran for re-election in, gosh, way too many years. So Lindsey Graham, I, th- I think he doesn't, I think he likes pretending to fight, but not really fighting. I think that's his mojo. And I think that's one of the reasons he threw it up there. So now... John Fetterman is trying to raise money off of this quote unquote national abortion ban. Let me tell you something. There is a myth in American politics and the myth is a national abortion ban. It is the kind of thing that legends are made of. It's something that will not happen. Not just because I'm not saying I don't want it to happen. I'm not saying abortion's good. I'm not saying anything like that. A federal abortion ban will not happen for two reasons. Number one, the Republicans and the Democrats, either side, will never get enough votes to ban abortion. First of all, the Democrats don't want to do that. They can't even get enough votes to codify Roe. They've got to get rid of the filibuster first. Then they've got to get the votes to codify Roe. It's going to be this whole mess. The Republicans coming to power in the Senate, they could, sure, let's say that we get 51 seats for the Republican majority. Let's say that Lindsey Graham gets 51 Republicans to sign off on this thing. You've also got the House of Representatives to worry about and then the president who's going to veto it. And then if the president vetoes it, you've got to get a two thirds majority to override the veto, which you ain't going to do because the Democrats love abortion. Like, love it. Like, picture something you love. I don't know what you love. Maybe you love football. Maybe you love poker. Maybe you love donuts. Maybe you love, uh, yeah, I don't know, um, what's Brad Pitt movies, whatever it is. Whatever it is, think about how much you love that thing. Some people are really into cry cut and scrapbooking. I don't know. Whatever it is, you can, uh, you can picture that. That's how much Democrats love abortion. They would do anything for it. Do you have a puppy? Do you love your puppy? That puppy is abortion to the Democrats. They want to hug it and feed it and cuddle it at night, and they want to dress it up in costumes for Halloween, and they want to put it on its Christmas cards. They, you love your puppy the way Democrats love abortions. And so they're never going to get, they would never do that. There would never be a two thirds majority to make that happen. The second reason is a lot of Republicans don't want a federal abortion ban. You know why? Because Republicans aren't federalists, or at least the conservatives aren't. The whole thing with Roe v. Wade was, this is a state's issue. Dobbs versus, the Dobbs decision with the Jackson abortion clinic in Mississippi that went to the Supreme Court and got leaked out was a state's rights issue. The whole friggin' point is the state's, have the right to declare whatever is legal and illegal in their state. The states have the rights. The federal government should not be involved. If Mississippi don't want to have abortions after 15 weeks or ever, so be it. If Florida doesn't want abortions after 15 weeks or whatever, so be it. That's their problem. That's their thing. It's a state's rights issue. The federal government should be involved in A, 
in protecting and maintaining our federal borders and B protecting and maintaining a national guard and army and Navy and military to protect us from foreign invaders. Other than that, leave it to the States election laws, leave it to the States abortion laws, leave it to the States. Hell, I would say even get rid of the IRS and the income tax, but you know, that's another, that's another, that's another podcast. I'm making a lot of podcast ideas today. Lindsey Graham taxes and the IRS. All right, this is great. Um, and that's, and that's what the way a lot of Republicans, conservatives, constitutionalists, originalists feel it's still the United States of America. So just know that this national abortion ban is a myth. It's a falsehood. It's a fallacy. It is a fairy tale told by people like Lindsey Graham from South Carolina and John Fetterwoman, who said, screw it. We can't lose to Dr. Freakin' Oz. Dr. Freakin' Oz wants a national abortion ban. He doesn't. Dr. Oz just wants something to do with his time uh, since his show got canceled. Anyway, that's my, that's it. I don't worry about the national abortion ban. Look, and again, if you're all for it, that's great. But I'm just saying it's not likely for a couple of reasons. Number one, the way that the Senate works, the way that our laws are created, and also the way that the Constitution was written to uh, revert states' right, uh, rights back to the states that are not expressly pointed out in the Constitution. Listen, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it, because I really enjoyed making it. And uh, I want you to make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast, please, so that you get it every single day. And most importantly, I really, I really want you to share this, because we talk about this all the time. Every time we sit down with conservatives, we say, it's great that you're conservative. It's great that I'm conservative. It's great that some of us out there understand um, the way the country is supposed to be run and the problems with this country and also, more importantly, the solutions, which is to re revert back to a more conservative ideology. But the problem is a lot of people out there either don't know about it or don't think about it. In fact, we interviewed the Patriot Barbie the other day. I don't know if you heard that. The, her name's, ironically, Lindsey Graham, but she's the cool Lindsey Graham. She's the conservative one. She was not political. She even joked that, you know what, I am not political it was in her bio, her Instagram bio. And then what happened? Politics shut down her hair salon. Politics threatened to throw her into, the, uh, into prison and take her kids away. Politics ruined her livelihood. So then she was like, you know what, you have to be political. And a lot of people out there are like that. They're like, I'm just not political. We need everyone to be political, at least a little bit. So take this podcast, wherever you're watching it or listening to it or, or hearing it or seeing it, share it. Share it with somebody who's not political. Share it with somebody who's, who's maybe a little conservative, but not sure. Share it with somebody who's totally clueless and has no idea what side of the aisle they come down on and let them know what's at stake. Let them know the lies that the left is telling them and let them know the importance of the Republicans, conservatives, uh, winning back power so that we can stop all of these, all of these things that John Fetterman and, and, and Joe Biden and the rest of them want to do. Um, so evangelize, share this message, and together, you, me, and whoever you share this with, we can all save the republic.